0: Circuit Podcast is brought to you by Tradify. Now, they make software um for tradespeople. Some of the best software out there today. Um, It just simplifies the way you do business. Now head over to tradifyhq.com and use promo code EGTE50 and you'll get fifty percent off your first three months um and just have a look at what they do there's there's a trial package on there and there's so much stuff that tradify does to make your life easier and save you time now let's get on with the show now today we have got um jamie from home rewire jamie say hello mate introduce yourself (laughs) so jamie um you have a pretty unique company up in the uh up in the uh what they call it? Up the road. That's what they say down there when they come down here. Back up yeah. the road in Scotland. Yeah. Um. And you do something quite unique. You rewire houses very quickly, very neatly, and you offer a whole package of solutions that go along with it. Yes. And before we get into that, I want to get into something we call quick fire questions, oh. and it allows me to find out a little bit about you um and if i want to continue the conversation so uh, so there's a right and wrong answer you'll be judged harshly on the wrong answers and you will be um congratulated on the right answers so number one what is your favorite power tool brand uh winning uh what is your f- what do you prefer side cutters or croppers It's got
1: to be croppers isn't it
0: um, yes, that is the correct answer. Tea or coffee?
1: It's going to be coffee. We need coffee to get energy for, for rewiring, obviously.
0: If I put tea, coffee or iron brew? Uh, probably probably iron brew, actually. I go for that. Sweet. I had one the other day. I was like, I really want to try one. It was all right. <laughs> um, work trousers or jeans? Yeah, work trousers or shorts. Sweet. Um, I know the answer to this. It will be a price. So day rate or price? Uh, it's quite a place. and um uh, what is your favorite tester brand uh, probably mega and what would be your second favorite tester brand
1: i guess it would be fluke
0: <sighs> boring oh is that the wrong answer well it's fluke or mega generally isn't it like but there's a few out there now so you've got your um t- tis um, our main show is sponsored by TIS, FYI. Um, so that's a correct answer. Uh, you've got Dialogue, Q-Tech and uh, mm-hmm. Trill, Yeah, people like that. Yeah, do on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so you've done really well, mate. You might have done the best of all time. Um, you only got one wrong. I'm day right because obviously I'm fat. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I'm not trying to work too hard. Um, so yeah, day right for me. Uh, the most money for the least amount of work, terrible attitude. Now, tell us a bit about you, what you do.
1: Um, so basically we are Home We Our Scotland, we are a company who specialises in, in rewiring houses and we have a bit of a niche in that we, we claim to do it quicker than anyone else and we aim to really reduce the hassle involved in it. So, We're going to get into most standard houses and rewire them in a a day or a day and a half and also provide all the the reinstatement services such as plasterwork and tiling or whatever you need.
0: So you go into a house, you uh, rewire it and you plaster it and all that in a day?
1: Yeah, so we're going to turn up on site probably about half seven Uh, We're going to get into the house, occupied houses as well. Um, We are going to get to work probably two or three guys in there, totally rewire it, totally plaster it, uh, and usually get the customer back for maybe six o'clock at night, um, depending on the house. So they're not all like that. Um, A good portion of them um, generally are, but um, it's very rare that we are over two days on a job uh, unless it's a a really big one, three
0: or four. um, So we had a chat before this as well, so I know a little bit about what you do. Uh, and I spent some time with my with my mouth open watching your uh, Instagram, just yeah. looking at some of the work you guys have been up to and some of the things you guys do. Now, your fuse boards—probably some of the nicest fuse boards I've seen someone do in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't replicate that if I had a whole day just to do the fuse board, let alone sling it in. Uh, um, if if I had to? Yep. Yeah. I went around to 10 of your properties okay. and went off 10 of those fuse boards yeah. how many would look like that
1: I would say um if you're looking for the ferrules and all that stuff um then probably maybe two or three are going to look like that um and the rest I'm pretty confident are going to look better than, than most of the stuff you see online so we generally um the niche wear service um is really not only fast but we're generally really really neat as well
0: and that's what—that's your what USP, isn't it? That's what you're doing. That's what you're out there doing. Your, your, your. Right. Uh, well, actually, let's get let's get down to it. How do you find your work? What have you been doing? Like, how did you market yourselves? What, what? How did you get yourself into this position, being these number one guys in Scotland for diving in and, and doing a rewire in a, in a, a day or two? So well,
1: basically, we started out down the kind of usual roads everybody does, using a lot of these big um, middleman type companies um, to generate leads. And over time, we started just getting a lot of our own leads. And then social media for us is massive. You know, it's such a powerful tool. Um, if you use it properly, you can get a lot of brand awareness and exposure. Um, so over time, we've, we've naturally just become known for for rewiring. Um, and we've just started using different angles. So um, one of the big things we're doing at the moment is we're trying to um, kind of brand ourselves out to other electricians. Uh, and, and Remarkable that you know fifty percent of our job leads now are probably coming from other spots, which is just madness. Um, so we do a lot of work on like electricians forums, different places, and we do a lot of targeted ads and stuff for electricians and tradesmen. Uh, and a lot of the time, I realize is a job that you know maybe a lot of guys just won't even contemplate taking it on. But we want to be the company that is first in their memory um, when they, they try and recommend it to somebody else.
0: So let's drill down on that a little bit. When you say um social media what is what is the most powerful what what are you where are you finding your work from on social media um what platform so
1: i would say um we, we use every platform so we've got um instagram at the moment we are getting a lot of exposure on there and it's it's mostly from other sparkies and um, linkedin we get a lot through there and it's just again brand awareness um these are not like they're not direct leads so we're, very rarely will we actually get a message on these platforms saying i need a rewire um, but people will have heard of us from these platforms, uh, and then from there, they are recommending recommend to other people. So if you just um, keep that brand awareness going, exposure, make sure everybody knows about you, and ultimately when people need your service, they're going to think of you, and then that's you in the door, and you're, you're on your
0: way to a sale. That's one of the things about um, Instagram. That's, that's my favourite platform at the moment. My mm-hmm. favourite platform at the moment is Instagram. Um, it... <laughs> The brand awareness is 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 a thing on there because you've got companies like UniLight. Um everyone knows Unilight. Yeah. Like I don't know if you've been living in a cave if you don't know what what Unilight is. And the the amazing thing that they've done there, and I always use this as like a case study. He's like so I know Alex, um, he's been on the podcast, um, because what I think he's done is almost witchcraft. He might yeah. be a warlock. Um, I don't know. He's he's taken chinese led torches Uh turn them into a super sexy brand that every tradesman is falling over themselves to buy Um, he will put a product online and it will be sold out pre-ordered sold out and it's all to do with the marketing and their primary platform for this sort of stuff is is instagram Mm
1: Instagram is just about people wanting to see something and they want it. Um, and you can see that in things like, I've been noticing like, um, the local, re- local restaurants and stuff around here. If you see a few people going to a restaurant on Instagram, all of a sudden everybody wants to go to it. And If you think about that from that restaurant's perspective, it's absolutely golden. Um, and it's the same with these tools you're seeing now, like UniLight and the cable tongues. You see a couple of Sparkies using them on Instagram and all of a sudden you want one, you have to have it. You're on Amazon and it's at your door. So. From the company that is selling that, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic that um, they can generate that. I'm a sucker. I'm yeah. an absolute
0: sucker for um, Velocity Pro to Pro Gear. You know, like them those Velocity bags. Absolute sucker for them. I love them to bits. I get the handbag hype. Now I've right. now I've got one of them. It's like. Yeah. You know, they're just a lovely thing to own. And then, I don't been, um, but
1: we've we've done a competition. We started yesterday. We're going to give one of them away. Um, but I hear that I hear that pretty cool.
0: Have you touched it? Have you seen it? And like the clips and all the little different things in there. And you open it up, it yeah. smells nice. Really yeah. Hey, it's really heavy duty, yeah. Heavy duty. They just like. There's a difference between a Stanley bag yeah. and a Velocity and it's night and day they are a proper bit of kit i love it the same way as i'm a sucker for uni light thing um and so that's what they've done really well they've used those uh they've used that platform to build a brand and market it i don't know if they do well i suppose they probably do a lot of selling through it but they uh, like they go from like forty thousand followers to forty two thousand followers in about three days, and you're like, Jesus, how are you doing
1: that? And if you can get the right people to show that product, then you just it's quickly even sinker. So I mean, I've got a couple of those unique things, and it's just because I seen someone on Instagram who's one. I had to have it um so it's brilliant and it's kind of similar. what we're trying to do with our brand just make sure everybody knows about us um, and then if, if any electrician's in a house and he sees a rewire then he's, he's automatically thinking about us right away and he's
0: recommending us and that's happening a lot now so do you get a lot of so you get a lot of your work through uh other electricians is that like through the eicrs and stuff like that so they're doing an eicr they don't fancy the rewire they know jamie at home rewires around the corner you yeah. just get him in
1: so we, we tried something for a while and we still do it, um, where we were offering a small referral fee to guys, and it was met, met with a bit of kind of criticism and this and that. But if you think about it, there's guys out there who really don't want to do rewires, so they go and see a fuse box and they're like, "I, I don't, I don't want to do this." So what can they do? They can tell the customer we're not going to do it, or they can recommend us, um, and we've got a kind of a small pool of guys that they, they generally bring rewires to, us and we pay them a small fee, and we are delighted for it the customer is obviously winning here because they're getting introduced here to us who are going to um, kind of fulfill the requirements Um, and they're obviously delighted they're getting a wee fee so it's win-win for everybody um, and that's something we've been working on but also we're getting a lot of just natural recommendations from other guys and relationships we've built with different trades and we're happy to then share and we share some smaller works with guys and just really kind of spread it
0: around a bit where we can so do you not get involved in like the small day-to-day stuff like changing over lights and stuff like that
1: and what's absolutely um, remarkable is, like, we turn away shitloads of that stuff. Like, the, the people that tell me there's no work out there is honestly there is so much work out there, it's unbelievable. And we turn away job after job. I've, I've probably turned away. I think we've turned away two fuse boxes today. Um, we've turned away an extension rewire and a couple of call outs as well. So, and we've got to literally just say it, these people we don't do it. Um, we've got a couple of small surveys we're starting to use, and even at that, it's not it's not subcontracting. We don't want to get down that road again. We're just passing jobs to these guys and they're quite happy to get them. And they're then,
0: if they see a rewire, they're passing them back to us. So you're building like a network up there. Um, you must have made a good name for yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think most of the kind of sparkies around Glasgow seem to know of us and, and most of the trades guys and stuff, which is good. Um, so we've definitely got a good reputation, but it's taken a long time to get there, you know, and really build on that and
0: make sure um, all your clients are satisfied and happy. It's um, It's quite i suppose i mean there's a way of doing a rewire in a day Yep. and then there's a way of doing a rewire in a day now you could you can you can make you could probably make a business for a while doing rewires in a day knocking them out smashing them in you know going back and fixing them for the next three months how do you get ahead of that
1: so um well firstly i mean my background was doing the, the, the council rewire stuff that we spoke about before and basically like in and out really quickly and doing a rewire, and it was still a decent standard, but um, the, the business model that we had from there was, well, let's replicate that same speed and efficiency and just add a bit of quality. Um, so generally, our jobs are really to a good standard, everything's perfect. But obviously, if you're doing as many rewires as we do, we're going to get a snag here and there, or something silly, maybe a socket slightly squint or what have you. So we've got, um, it's all welded into our contracts that we will repair that snag within a day um, and, and get it fixed. So we've got a couple of guys we use just to address any small issues, uh, I think we had a small snag today where there was a light that, that the bulb wasn't going, so you're going to get bits and bulbs like that. You will um, always get that. Yeah, for customers it's about um, communication, make sure those small things get fixed right away, because that's a big downfall of the trade, you know, if, if the customer can get um, the tradesmen back to doing the small things. So, I would say out of um, ten rewires we do, you know, maybe eight or nine are absolutely flawless and perfect, another one or two might have a, a small snag here or there that needs to tidy up next day.
0: It's, a, it's an amazing thing. Um, now, I know that you would have got a lot of grief about your claims, about there's no way you can do that uh, and do it ethically or do it correctly or, you know, you must be slinging it in. How do you deal with that?
1: I've been getting abuse from day one on this. And um, if you, like I say, I, I've always known that we can rewire houses in a day. I was doing it for for 12 years. But if you tell a 1,000 Sparks you do that, I mean, 900 are going to absolutely slot you and, and say it's not possible. Uh, and you can see that when you go into the forums, you go into the electricians' forums, whatever, and you, I just get pelters all the time. Um, but we stick with it, you know, you've got to be a bit thick-skinned because you do get a lot of, a lot of grief on it. Um, but ultimately, like we said before, I mean, the majority of our business is now coming from our Sparks. So what we're achieving is working, and very slowly these guys are getting on side, they're, they're watching, we're... Um, social media platforms, and they're saying, you know what, these guys are actually doing it in a day, but you know what, the probably is good, uh, and they're starting to, to believe in it a wee bit. So, um, aye, social media is, I mean, it's a seriously powerful tool if you use it properly, but there's a lot of downsides to it as well, and you've got to just try and um, ignore a lot of it sometimes.
0: I mean, I, I, I've given out a lot of grief on social media, um, but I've also took a lot of grief, and I still do to, to today. Oh. I mean, I'm a very, very minor um, they call us they call people with a network on a social media platform an influencer yeah. i would say you'd be an idiot to be influenced by anything i do say or you know utter um I, I, most of what i say is nonsense so when so with influencers and stuff like that i i've my profile's got a little bit bigger lately i've been hanging out with nick bundy amy yeah. the sparks say david savory i was in a rap video with him you know doing all these silly things now i've took some grief lately (laughs) (laughs) yeah last couple of days i've i've really but i'm a polarizing character now you're just a businessman out there doing your job um trying to trying to create this this unique niche where you are differentiating yourself from your competition yeah. Is it a tough pill to swallow when people are saying, oh, he's, do- he's a dodgy arsehole or he's, he's he's not doing it right, he's cutting corners?
1: I think you've just got to try and ignore it. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not very good at that. I know I do take it up sometimes and I can I can really, uh, maybe some comments will I'll stick with me for a couple of others, you know, but you've got to just ignore it and, and try and rise above it. And um, if it continues from the same people, you block them, you know, get them out. Right, right. um, I think pretty good. Social media is effectively your shop window for a business. So, you wouldn't want to allow some guy to go into the shop and start shouting off at your other clients and how bad your product is, this and that. So, for me, it's no different than social media. If the same guys are doing filters all the time, then you get booty
0: out. Yeah, I I agree with that, man. Now, onto a slightly different subject, moving away from the social media, um, the highs and lows. What CPS do you use? So we're with the NIC the IC at
1: the moment and that's, for us, it's, it's mostly from a sales and marketing perspective. So most of the clients know about um, the NIC uh, and, and for
0: us, that is the, probably the most important one. Now, they, let's take it back to the social media. Yeah. They get a lot of grief. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, we see it all the time. Um, we get a lot of guys saying that, you know, you don't need a, an accreditation. It's a lot of shit. It's a waste of money. It's absolutely not. Um, if you have an instance where there's a problem, they're going to back you up. Uh, and I'm quite happy to share I mean, stuff that happens. We had a complaint about three weeks ago, um, an official NIC EIC complaint. And we've never had one before. So we got it through on email and it was basically we, we hadn't sent a certificate out to a client. And um, they asked for it a couple of times and we missed the email. So it was just an admin error. Um, but it was really encouraging to see that they chased us on that and they pushed us on it. They gave us a call, they, they said, well, what's going on here? It's not good enough. And obviously we fixed it right away. Um, but it was really encouraging to see that they will come back up. And I'm sure you know yourself, there's a lot of shit out there, a lot of horror stories. And the way we sell that to the clients is that, you know, ultimately if something does go seriously wrong, you're going to have somebody to come to who will either sort it out or go in in some way whether it's send another contract or whatever but you need a bit of backup um when dealing with the trade skills
0: there's a a lot of cowboys out there it's like a self-imposed set of checks and balances i suppose um you sign up to the nic knowing what time it is you've got to cross your t's and dot your i's and you've got to put in um a good quality install now there are a lot of people push back against that and say well, you know, it's not strict enough, and there's this problem and that problem, and the NIC take a hell of a lot of a bashing. Now, I've spoke to the NIC, um, trying to get them on the podcast, and they're very reluctant because you know, coming on a podcast or going on social media, the second they they arrive, they get they get jumped all over. Absolutely,
1: and it's not fair, you know. But I mean, I know another um, big band that I mentioned, but. I know the owner, and um, he said to me as well, you know, I just don't interact on social media because I just get abuse um, all the time, and it's not good for their image either. So he just completely came off it. Uh, obviously, we've got the marketing tactics and stuff, but on a, on a personal level, he won't get involved. And sometimes I think that maybe that's the next kind of level for us. We are very personal at the moment, but I do think that maybe the next kind of step in professionalism is to, to take a wee step back and, and not get involved in the personal side. And I'm, I'm pretty guilty of getting into a couple of a spats here and there online, and it's it's really. I'm, I'm absolutely murder on
0: social media um, for getting involved in stupid. I'm always saying something inappropriate or silly or naughty. Um, I do it on the podcast all the time. That's really why we're doing these sort of podcasts because I need to refine refine my act a little bit, um, and yeah. I actually want to take it a little bit a little bit more seriously. And speaking to people like yourselves who've been out there done it. You're building a business. You're doing these good things, and you're putting your you're putting your work on the line as well. So you've got your social media profile. You're not yeah. scared to come forward with it.
1: The other thing, if you're putting yourself out there, I mean, the pressure's on, you know. So we can't. We've got to perform, and we've got to um, keep people satisfied and make sure we're we're representing ourselves properly. So. Um, I think that also builds trust with the clients, though. So I mean, I do all these videos and stuff online, and believe me, I don't exactly enjoy doing them. But I know it works. I know it gets sales, and I know that it builds trust. Are you people. lying? Because
0: you've uh, some of the videos. I'm like, you definitely got a selfie stick on that one.
1: Don't I hate it. But I mean, stuff with the videos.
0: It's we,
1: we, the feedback we get is when I walk into a job to price it. Sometimes, like the customers feel like they already know Was you know they've already made their, their mind up. Um, it's a formality. The only thing that's the, the sticker is the price so if we get the price right jobs are uh, ours so you've done a lot of that groundwork in the sales process already uh, and you're not having to kind of sell yourself when you get into the, into the pro- property now have
0: we have we covered this one well, how do you find your work where do you get your work from we've done that haven't we
1: yeah so i uh, just mostly kind of social media and word of mouth and um mostly electricians now actually a lot
0: of sparkies are, are sending the work so here's one what do you think about apprentices um and specifically their value to your business or businesses in general how do you value an apprentice and do you use them
1: yeah so we've got several apprentices and um I've had loads of apprentices over the years and we've had a couple of really good guys who went through the process some of them are, are even working for themselves now, and they've got their, their own businesses. So, if you're willing to really get your head down and perform and stick with it, it's it's a, a great um, path to um, some would regard as success and, and a good career. Um, guys, this day are really at this age of difficult to find. I think so. A lot of the young guys are just like you know, they're after the kind of Instagram lifestyle, and, and the, the option of going for a trade is, is probably um, not the first port of call, but. Um, if you can find the right guys who are committed to it, then and they're valuable. And then um, we look for stuff like, I mean, the first years are going to be, I would useless, but they're not going to have a lot of um, value in terms of what they can actually do for you on site. But it's all about their attitude. So if we can see a good character and good attitude right away, then we can
0: mould them into to what we want to be and we can teach them what we need to go. I was talking to, uh, um, was talking on the podcast yesterday about Nick and his apprentice. He's got a young apprentice, Adam. Um, yeah. Had the pleasure of working with him the other day and you can see the difference between apprentices now i've worked i've worked on loads of sites in london where i've worked with some uh, friends of friends yeah. friends of the director got their son an apprenticeship He's kicking about, I mean, he's getting his hair cut, he's, uh, I don't know, coming in on his phone and stuff like that, he knows he's not going to get sacked, he's got no interest in learning a trade, he's kind of there, and then I worked with Nick's apprentice, and there is a difference, there, like, no, like, he was just so keen, so, like, into being an electrician, he, t- he takes it incredibly serious, um, he, he has a laugh and stuff, but it's um it's a really nice thing to see i never really valued apprentices um in terms of what they could bring to a business and that's what i want to explore with you is when you take on an apprentice a lot of people will say um i can't afford to take on an apprentice and i know people have said well you can't afford not to take on an apprentice if you're building a business what's your opinion on that well i mean firstly when the biggest challenge I have in business is probably
1: staff, you know, it's to find the right guys to work in our niche is, is difficult because it is hard, hard work and um, we do try and like bring guys through the ranks and apprentices and some of the best guys have come through that way. Um, but like you said, it's difficult to find um, those people and in certain situations guys can hide, you know, so if you're on a big site and an apprentice you can probably sit in the corner and hardly do anything all day. But ultimately, you could I'm pretty good at that you could go through your whole apprenticeship doing that and, and your time's out and you don't know anything and um, but if you work with us i mean there's, there's nowhere to hide you know, you've been amongst it uh, and you've got absolutely nowhere to hide and generally if you work for a smaller kind of one-man band or a smaller company they they can't afford to have anybody like not um working to a full capacity so generally i feel just in my opinion that you probably learn more with the smaller companies uh day to day you're going to get involved and, and you know yourself that the rates for apprentices are really low if you can it's almost, you've got to suffer a wee bit the first year, you know, they're going to make mistakes, they're going to do this and that, probably going to cost you money at one point, probably going to really piss you off if you get a big job and they don't turn up, but you've got to remember as well sometimes, they're just young lads, and I'm I'm, I'm not great at that either, sometimes I I expect these guys to be um, finished article too soon, Um, but if you can get just the attitude right, and they are willing to work, over time they will learn and get better, and just become really, really valuable at the company.
0: So, you touched on something there, you have a unique setup there where you, you you're flat out all day. Now I, I couldn't do what you guys do. It's incredible. Um, I've done something similar many moons ago. I couldn't do it now. I'm a point and shoot spark. I turn up. I've got my tools. I do a couple of hours work. I have break. I do a couple of hours work. I have break. I do a couple of hours work. I go on. It's that simple. Um, and I love it at the moment. I do a lot of stuff when I get home cause I'm building an empire yeah. But when I'm at work, you know, I had a bad attitude for a long time. Um, and yeah. when it comes to work, I had not necessarily a bad attitude, but I also had a felt like I was owed more money. Yeah. I felt like as an, I'm a spot, I've got my gold card. Um, yeah. I've got my bag of tools. You should be giving me 25 pound an hour yeah. um, or whatever. Right. Um, and it's few and far between in the London circuit, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of discontent amongst um, workers in the, in the point and shoot or the subcontractors yeah. working on the big commercial jobs. There's a lot of there's a lot of discontent, um, and I decided that I decided to start a union,
1: yeah. um,
0: and I did that, um, and nothing changed. So what, what become quite apparent to me is the only way you can change your, if you're unhappy with what you've got, you have to go and change it for yourself. No one's going to come along and change it for you. Um, and approaching it in a positive way, going to work, even if you don't enjoy that particular job, don't go to work to use it as a phone box. That's a really terrible mindset. If you go to work, put your best foot forward, try your hardest, try and be the best you can be at that job. You'll find a lot more fulfillment from it and Mm -hmm. tends to, you tend to elevate yourself quite quickly away from being on the agency. You get taken on directly, then another opportunity comes and it snowballs. Now, do you find that bad attitude with people where they come on board and they just want to do the most, well, they want to do the least amount of work for the most amount of money.
1: Yeah, so we we've got to get a lot of different guys to try and come and work with us. And we, we have quite a high turnover in the staff to be honest, because if we invite 10 Sparks in to try out rewiring, I mean, seven of them are going to be probably up the road within the first hour or two. Um, there's another couple of guys who will probably do well for a week or so, and then there's only maybe one who will have a chance actually um, working the way we do. And it's just because it's, it's so specific, and it's so hard work, um, and, and a lot of guys, like you say, they expect the money right away. And there's this order of things where people go, well, show me the money and then I'll work. And it's like, when I was growing up, it was never like that. You had to show that you could work first and then money and stuff comes after. So we're kind of looking for guys to come in right away, not be shouting about money, this and that. Just come in and show us how good they are on day one. And then, believe me, people will notice uh,
0: and then things will happen from there. It's a meritocracy, isn't it? So you come in, you, you put your best foot forward and you get found out for being for being the guy and not for being the guy but at least if you go down you put your best foot forward now do you do set do you do five days four days seven days yeah so i mean um
1: if i go back in the business well my previous business um our guys were i mean they were working seven days a week you know and they were like eight o'clock nine o'clock every every day and they were earning a, a shitload of money but it became apparent that that probably wasn't sustainable um and over time as well the money You'll get used to the money, and then that becomes a bit of a novelty. And ultimately, there's got to be balance across the board. And um, so these days, we, we try and stick to five days a week, uh, and sometimes we'll put the Saturday on if we need it. And um, but the boys are really committed, you know, see if a job's behind and you have to work to seven or eight o'clock, they'll do it. Um, and that takes a, a special type of individual to, to be committed to the business like that. So at the moment, five days a week, and generally, we feel everybody's happier. The morale is good if people are getting some time off at the weekend
0: and getting some time to spend with their families and stuff. Because I was floating about on one of the Facebook groups the other day, yeah, you got a bit of, you got a bit of grief. Uh, uh, I always do. Because <laughs> you put up a job, you you put good rates, yeah. um, and then people are like, well, out, what's good rates? What's yeah. the hours? What's good rates? Yeah. And because a lot of those people will be um, agency type sparks. I'm not saying they're good or bad. I think yeah. agency sparks get a bad rap, um, but you've got. <laughs> They want to know how much they're getting for what hours. And you push back against that and say, no, I'm not going to publish the rates and stuff like that. And I'm not saying tell me the rates now, but what I'm saying is, do you pay well?
1: You're, well, I mean, I'm always asked this. Our guys are, there's always this thing about house fashion, you know, that it's the kind of lowest of the trade and it's, it's, it's easy, easy work and nobody would do it. You know, I don't want to get dirty, this and that. Um, if you find guys that are really, really good at this job, I can pretty much guarantee you'll be some of the best paid in the industry and um, but they work for it you know there, there is no denying these guys absolutely not planning for this type of work so um it's a bit i get all that in the forums i'll maybe advertise a job you know and guys went, well you tell me what you're supplying first here and this and that and i'm like well you tell me your experience in rewiring first can you actually do a rewire or are you just really try and get all this money off me and turn up and be absolutely useless so it, to me first of all they've got to give you an indication that they can actually do what you to do before you're going to discuss um, money
0: so taking this back to basics now yep. what is your top tips for creating a business okay
1: and um, so we get asked this all the time i mean I'm, I'm not expert i would say but um for me you've got to stand out you've got to be different um you've got to have a unique selling point and that could be anything from your brand you know just a vibrant color anything that stands out it could be a specialist service you do so maybe you just do cctv i don't know um, but you've really got to stand out from the crowd because i mean there's loads of jc electrical limited around there's this and that uh, and all doing the same type of work and the chances of you getting um a lot of business when you're just blending in with everybody is very slim so if anybody was starting a business these days i would try and with something different and it doesn't need to be this you know, amazing creative idea, just offer something a little bit different or look a little bit different or be consistent with something and stick with it, even down to like the videos. So I mean if there's this same guy coming up in your feed every day doing a video, you're going to notice him and you're going to go over time you're going to go, what does he do? And blah blah, blah. and you're going to uh, so that's it's it's kind of basic, I think, but you've got to stand out from the crowd um, if you want to if you want to um, get more business.
0: I think you're absolutely right. It's about uh, creating that unique selling point um, and doubling down on a specific in the trade. Um, that's easy because it's, I mean,
1: I, I can recall going back to the start where I would do like maybe one rewire a week and then two and I used to go, how, how can I possibly get three? And now that's like, that's a, that's a shit week for us. So it's it can happen if you stick to something and really hone in on it, then you can specialize and generate loads of business and be known for that, that sector. Because
0: one of your USPs is that you offer a packing package service where you pack everything up, send up a crew, pack everything up. Now that's valuable for your, you've got one on there. I was watching just before we got on uh, the disabled client Uh uh, in a wheelchair. um, The carers are there um, and you you send your guys in, they pack everything up. There's a cost to that, obviously, which is absolutely right. Um, and then you, the, the next day your boys go in and do, do the uh, do the business? Basically, um
1: if, if you say to somebody you're going to need to rewire the house, the, the first thought is, okay, there's going to be a lot of messy and there's a cost, but there's also a lot of problems they need to um, over, overlook. Um, uh, basically, you're going to have decoration, which could be another couple of thousand pounds. Um, there could be the scenario where they've got shitloads of furniture in the house, so there's loads of problems. And our attitude has always been like, well, how do we fix those problems, you know? Because a lot of guys will turn up and they give it the huff and puff, and know, can you do this, can you do that? It's a total wrong attitude. So if you can find a solution to all those problems, you can then charge accordingly for it. Uh, and all of a sudden, your, your job is just increasing in value. But the client is also delighted because they're saying, well, this company's going to do all this for us. Um, okay, that's a cost, but they're willing to pay it. But one of the things we do is um, the help to prep service, which you mentioned, and basically that job, um, it came through a care group they had a, a customer they were in a wheelchair uh, and we do this quite a lot actually they, they just they couldn't physically do the preparation we need to, to rewire the house so we offer the help to prep service it starts from 495 plus fat and basically we send a couple of guys up the day before and they're going to take that customer's belongings um, they we're literally going to pack them all up into boxes move all the heavy furniture and then dust sheet and get the place ready for rewiring and they take a couple of photographs before so they know where everything goes And then once we
0: finish rewired, we put it all back out and the customer's back in the house as normal. I was laughing. I was laughing. laughing. Like, you put back pots and pens and everything. Like, picture Mm -hmm. frame the right way the lot. That way, because I come back and just wait to bed that night, you know. (laughs) Yeah. You might need to sing a bit of paint on the walls, but I suppose you even offer that service as well, don't you?
1: Yeah, so in everything, uh, like, again, whatever problems come up, we want to find a solution. So we've got um, decorators we recommend. We've got tilers, we've got different things that we can add on. One of the big things we started doing is the central heating as well, and we work with a partner who um, ultimately does the central heating at the same time as, as the rewire. Wow. Other um, arms where um, we do refurbishments. So it, the beauty of rewires is that I'm generally the first guy in the door, and I'm generally getting into a refurbishment project, and um, there's so much opportunity there, it's unbelievable. Yeah, massive. In my previous business um, which, which ultimately failed, that's how it grew so big was we all of a sudden started taking on the plaster work, taking on the kitchens, the bathrooms, we're doing absolutely everything and so now um, we just we don't want that hassle um, but we still want to satisfy the clients the same way so we've got a, a few um, trusted partners that we're happy to, to refer these works to uh, and we know they're going to deliver uh, and ultimately the client's going to be um, happy in the end so uh, it's a big one for us now is the heating, you know, so if, if people want to get their, their rewire and central heating done, we're doing both of those jobs in full in like three or four days done complete and
0: the house is back to well. That's invaluable, isn't it? Like, no one wants to be at their house for a couple of weeks or they don't want their, their heating down for a couple of days and stuff like that. That's a that's a big win. Um, that, you know, and you're sort that, of joining actually, up the dots, aren't you? It's all about
1: just take the hassle it, you know, and we, a lot of the time we're going to price our rewire and Honestly, the customer will ask "Is like, how long is it going to take? I'll say, Pro- probably a day and a half. And I'll go, what do you mean? And I was like, day and a half? And I said, oh, I've got another quote here for 10 days. And I'm like, well, they clearly don't do rewals, you know? So there's almost um, an initial kind of, what corners are you cutting? What's different here? What are you not doing right? Yeah. Um, but once they get to know the business and the, the research, they go, no, actually, that, that's the truth. Um, and if you think about it from a customer's perspective, if the cost is even more expensive, who wants to rent a house for ten days? Nobody. So um, they're obviously going
0: to go themselves. Well, yeah, because ultimately that's a hotel. That's a hotel room on top of the cost as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so this leads me on to the next thing. So you've you've grown this business. Well, you've created this business. And you've got your unique, unique, You've got your unique selling point. I sounded like you then. Your yeah. unique selling point. Um, so <laughs> you've got this unique selling point where um you're grow so you've got this business you go in you do these quick rewires you offer a load of packages that go with it to make the the transition um real easy for the client now how do you grow that like so you've now you've added on central heating um obviously there's yeah. like a quick pro quo with the central heating guys um what are you doing to grow the business and keep it evolving
1: so um, if I look back at when I was on the tools myself with a couple of guys, I always remember that I was like, how am I ever going to get another team to do what we're doing and, and still satisfy the clients in the right way? And I could never ever see it happening. But over time, we've managed to do that and we've got several squads now operating. And it's all really about, um, it's firstly experience. So you, you know the problems that are going to occur and you can combat them before they happen. And then it's just about systems, you know, making, making sure everybody knows exactly what they're going to do make sure they know the expectations of our business, make sure they know um, the procedures, if things will go to plan or if there's a snag or whatever. Um, and ultimately we are trying to, to replicate that, put it in a textbook and say, look guys, this is how we work. Um, and hopefully we can then um, maybe scale that a wee bit. So we've established some, some guys in different areas over the country at the moment, and we're, we're back and forth a wee bit, and we're trying to um, really vet them. And, and you've got to build that relationship. For us to, to trust other guys to go and deliver what we do, um, is, is is a big step, and it's slowly happening. We're, we're getting there. We've got a few teams at the moment that we can literally send job leads to, and the, the jobs are getting completed. Customers are delighted. So, to me, that was a big step forward in making that happen. And it, it kind of feels
0: like we could replicate it a wee bit further. Now, is there a limit to? One of the things I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine, Neil, um, former host of the uh, the podcast, yep. and he said, like, I'm at such a stage now with my business where to take on much more work would be too griefy like i'd need another five geezers i'd need another you know i'd need to really recreate another business to carry on growing at this rate do you see like there's like a balance like a a balance where you're going to be spread too thin to keep it tight
1: yeah so i mean we kind of discussed this previously but um success is, is different for everybody you know so one guy's idea of success is completely different from others. And one guy's idea of success might be finance, whereas the other guy might say, you know what, I'm happy going to work at eight, finishing at four, and I spend this time with my family. And that, to me, is, is golden as well. So it's not all about the financial aspect. It's about what works for you. Um, and sometimes, I've been here before when I've had, like, a big business and loads loads happening. Uh, and it's just it's not enjoyable. It can turn into a real monster. Mm. Um, so for me now, it's, it has been about balance, making sure that, Um, I can control it, you know, so now I'm I'm totally in control of things and that's important to me and I can take a day off here if I want and do this. But sometimes the business can then take control of you and that that is not good. Uh, And ultimately, if you're taking on more and more work, you need to make sure it's it's profitable and it's worthwhile and it's also not affecting your your kind of mental health and
0: stress. That is is something that um, is so important later on in the business development, isn't it? Finding that balance that makes you happy. Enough money coming in. Um, and, but not too much grief and it's yeah. sort of balancing that and then well, what mm. I mean by grief is I, you know you don't get to see your kids from Monday to Friday that's not that's not right the goal
1: is to be happy at the end of the day that's yeah. what matters I mean I've had um, I've had times where you go back last year. I mean, I was completely off the tools for about a year and I was only doing sales and marketing. Um, I was getting up, going to the gym in the morning, and then sitting on my laptop all day. And to a lot of people, that would be the idea of, you know, that's that's fantastic. But I was completely
0: That's what I'm trying to do
1: at the moment. I, I was completely depressed. I wouldn't go as far as I was depressed, but I wasn't enjoying it. You know, I wasn't enjoying sitting on a laptop and all that stuff. So what I found works for me is balance, you know. So I, I try my best to get a few days on site with the guys now and then a few days doing sales and, and a bit of admin here and there. And that is what seems to work best for me and the business, actually. So like you said, it's just about balance and finding out um, what works for you.
0: I suppose it helps as well, keeping your, keeping uh, one, one, one foot in the game as well. Like keeping one, keeping yourself sharp, doing the rewires, you're yeah. not missing any tricks. Like you're keeping yourself sharp, but you're not doing it day in, day out, where you start resenting it.
1: You've got to keep an eye on it, you know, you've got to keep an eye on what's happening. And, and ultimately, uh, we found that when I'm out with the guys and I do a wee, a wee bit of work, we're just we're getting the best out of everybody and everybody's happy. And you can just correct any problems, like kind of morale problems or anything that's not right. And you can see exactly what's going on in the teams and, and notice any problems for yourself. So sometimes when you step back too much, I feel that it's, it's, it's detrimental to things. And, and you've ultimately got to keep an Do
0: you put, Do you put this mindset that you have now down to yeah. the fact that you had a previous business yep. it was griefy yeah. ultimately it failed we're not going to harp on the negatives but do you f- see that as like a real good learning curve oh, for you yeah. and you've got the balance because you know the mistakes you've made
1: yeah i'm happy to talk about failures as well and when i was younger i grew up a really big business to I think I just under 40 staff at one point and it all happened too quick, too soon. I was probably a little bit naive, um, got involved with the wrong guys, wrong contracts and ultimately lost it all, but I learned so much from it and I'm in a strange way glad it all happened. Um, you, you quickly realise that having all these guys and all this stuff happening. I mean, it looks great on the surface, but I was totally demented and stressed out my not um, And I was like heading out of the office at 2 o'clock in the morning and trying to figure out what was going on and stuff. So it's, it wasn't enjoyable. And now I just feel like I would never let that happen again. I know what I want from business. Um, I know what I want. And, and a lot of that is balanced lifestyle time um, for spending with the family and stuff. So it's, you need, sometimes people are going to make big mistakes, but you've got to learn from them and, and move forward. What's
0: the future hold for? Um, actually, before we get to that point, what is your prediction for um, for the industry going forward? Now we know all about you, about your business. Now there's some innovations coming out in the industry. Um, mm. There's a lot going on from AFDDs to connect switching and stuff like that. Now, where do you fall on the likes of connect switching? And does is that something that that you're utilizing in your business or is it? Or is there something completely different that we've never spoken about before that you're sort of relying on and looking forward to in in well, the industry?
1: I've heard about these products again through Instagram. So it's the power of social media and I've noticed a few guys using them uh, and they do look pretty cool. For me, I've got a lot of technology at home and like touch switches and stuff and a lot of the time they just they don't work and I, I like things to work. So I, I feel a wee bit um, sceptical of stuff like that at the moment, but ultimately that is the way it's going. And, and generally with products like that, they're going to get better over time, and they're going to work. So um, the, the, the kinetic stuff looks great. Um, I'm, I'm dying to try it out, but I think uh, on our rewars at the moment, probably
0: probably not anything useful. You don't want to try something new and have to go back every week, or
1: I, I do you imagine really
0: having really to go back and put a switch line in? Don't, we don't have any time to go back,
1: so I don't want to be messing around with software and stuff.
0: No, no, I don't. To be honest with you, I think the Kinetic switch is pretty simple. I think it's just a relay.
1: Like honestly. Wait. Yeah, they look brilliant. I should try them out. I should really get one But do you
0: away. have any major predictions for the future of the industry? What do you see coming around the corner? What do you hope comes around the corner? Um, I, I hope people get more aware of their electrics, um, particularly
1: homeowners, because um, we, see a lot of, we see a lot of patch jobs, you know, things are, are kind of tarted up and, and put together, and people really need to be aware of um, the dangers around about their electrics. So there's a lot of good products coming out now. Um, obviously, such protection, the art fault protection stuff, but the art fault seems really expensive for what and all. We haven't really explored that yet.
0: Um, but it's, it, it's, it's funny as well. The art fault is a bit funny because actually, in I don't know how much you know about this. I'm going to sound, I'm probably going to butcher this. Yeah. Um, but Amendment 2 come out for um, public co- consultation or whatever. And um, one of the things it said in there that you don't have to, um, no, it's required on anything below thirty-two. So the the reg will be that it's required anything below thirty-two amps. Yeah. Now, the current needed to trip the, uh, the to trip the AFDD, if I'm correct, which I'm probably not, so please don't hang me out to dry on this, um, is not enough on a lighting circuit. So really, don't really need it on a lighting circuit. It should be on stuff like showers and cookers and stuff like that stuff where you're getting a lot of current where it's actually going to trip the AFDD rather than, you know, just sit there, like 150 quid sitting there, not doing what it's intended for.
1: I mean, ultimately, these are these are good, and there's, there's new products coming out all the time. Um, we're trying to push, I mean, a lot of guys are only install RCBOs. Um, we are trying to go down that road and, and the majority of our jobs are RCBO now, but there is certain jobs as well where it is about budget. They don't want to expend any more than they need to, so... happy to provide rcds as well we try and stick to the good brands you know we're always putting in in top quality stuff but i like some of the the stuff that's coming out and for us i guess i mean your your wiring is going to need to be up to scratch as well to work with all these new products
0: so um it's 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 good news for us i guess if the wiring is going to be replaced are you putting in spds and stuff like that as standard or is it too spec now
1: well we do um, we do put them in but i mean again i'm not an expert here but our understanding is they're not always required in a a domestic situation. So. I'm trying to put them in where we can, but often it's just really kind of showcasing nice boards and stuff. But I think it's going to come, I think in the next like six
0: months, they'll be in, in all of our consumer units. It is a bit of a minefield as to what you should and shouldn't do. I mean, people can get quite high and mighty about it, but you know, at the end of the day, it's that balance again. We're talking about balance again, what's yeah. good for the business, what's good for the customer, and how you sort of balance that out. Um, yeah, and how you balance it out to make your business reputable. People, people have got to be
1: practical, you know, and, and realistic. So, we get a, sometimes we get a lot of grief on guys saying, you know, you've not put a cable in the right zone there and this and that. But that's okay if you're working in a brand new, new build environment or it's nice and easy. But sometimes we're working in, like, old 200-year-old buildings that are converted <laughs> from that. And you've got to deviate slightly here and there with maybe a cable route um, and, and note it in the certificates or whatever. But in, in the real world, it's there's going to be things that, um, maybe slightly
0: different than the ideal scenarios. I don't care who you are on this planet. I can snag your work. It's the easiest job in the world. Good oh, you, eh? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the easiest job in the world to snag. So the, I, I don't really see that as like a badge of honor or anything. I, I feel like it's um i could put the absolute golden fuse box up and online and somebody yeah. will pick with it
1: you know my stickers aren't splintered, or something like that Listen, you'd get at for calling it a fuse box i
0: know i know i just realized right <laughs> away i to use the wrong term. <laughs> 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 it sounds do you know term yeah i mean oh don't say earth say cpc <laughs> do you know, all yeah. that sort of stuff it's, it's mental
1: it's yeah
0: it's how far do you go with it you know um as long as it's safe um and you've used Good, correct judgment, engineering judgment when installing, installing things to the best of your ability, you've mitigated any dangers. Nine times out of ten, you, someone will be able to come in and find a problem with it. But if you've done the correct procedures, you'll be all right.
1: One we always face is like cornice. So a lot of the, the kind of really high-end flats in Glasgow have got I mean, super decorative cornice. And we may be running underneath it. So it's technically out of the zone. But, I mean, what are the guys that's going to do it. Cutting to, like, £1,000 a metre corners to, to get in
0: a zone, it's it's not going to really happen. So it quite be a... Yeah, no. It can't happen, can it? Yeah, And it, it's about making that judgement to make... To, to, it's about balance, isn't it? Everything's about balance. And that's one of the things that I'm hoping to explore more about. You seem to have a good balance with life at the moment, mate. Um, what's the future for, what's the future for Home Rewire and Jamie Curry? Uh, so,
1: oh God, see, I don't know actually. Um, it's been really fast paced the last couple of months. I don't, I, I mean, uh, I'm obviously mindful of a lot of businesses not doing so well in the current climate, but things have been like totally, this is probably the busiest we've ever been, so I've been pretty devoted to the business full time, like literally working round the clock. Um, but I want to get back to a place maybe next year where I've got a bit of time again, a bit of balance, um, and maybe focusing on the business a wee bit more. We're trying to recruit a couple of new guys so I can take a wee step back again and maybe just a couple of days on site here and there. Um, ultimately, I want to grow the business, but in a, in a safe manner and nice and slow and, and make sure the clients are getting the exact same service across the board. Um, and I've got a couple of other little ventures I like to look into and just, um aye. But find some time. Times more valuable, and um, more things,
0: and how you spend it. And what do you like to do to chill? What is your hobby? Do you have a hobby? Do you like to do something? Whether it's playing golf, computer games, racing cars—I don't know.
1: You <laughs> be honest, I, I don't really have a lot of hobbies. I, I go to the gym. Um, I play drums, but uh, my wife just sold my drum kit because we're moving house, uh, which I didn't really know more about till ten minutes before she'd done it. Um, so I. Uh, I, I play a bit of drums now and again, that helps me de-stress a wee bit uh, and I, I need to try and spend some time at the weekend with family, but ultimately this business consumes a lot of my time and my mental space, um, which I don't mind, I enjoy it. Uh, when things are going well, it's, it, it's good and I, I quite enjoy that aspect of it.
0: Do you enjoy being a businessman?
1: Um, I do, yeah, but it's it can be extremely difficult, you know, don't let anybody tell you it's, it's easy because running your own business is, is uh, very, very difficult and particularly keeping it going for a long time so you're going to hit a lot of hurdles and challenges and um tax bills after a certain time and this and that So, okay i take my hat off to anybody who is in business and has been for a few years because um, it's very very difficult and it, like i said it can totally consume your your main space and it's really got to be worthwhile i guess um but i do enjoy it yeah i wouldn't, I wouldn't have it any other way to be honest
0: and finally what is your advice to any apprentice coming into the industry? We're big on apprentices at EGTE. Um, obviously, it's very important to the future of the industry to get apprentices coming into the into it correctly, whether you're an adult trainee or straight out of school. What's your biggest bit of advice for an apprentice to take well, away from this conversation? Well,
1: um, don't look into the forums too much because you're going to get a lot of old guys moaning about why they should never become a Spark. And I'll tell you straight now, that's a lot of nonsense. If you apply yourself and work hard, um, it could be a, a very um, lucrative and, and successful career for you. So it's all about working hard, though. Um, get in and have the right attitude. And then don't necessarily worry if you're, you're not competent to start with. Um, if you impress the right people, you are going to move and um, Keep your head down and focus on your work and you will get noticed uh, and ultimately grow from there. And if you learn from the right companies, the right, the right um, scenarios, then you could go on and be running your own business or do whatever you want uh, choose whatever path suits you.
0: That's really, that's actually really important. What you said there about a lot of people are like the industry's over, industry's finished, industry's ruined. Uh, it's nonsense. You can't earn the money anymore. Now I know more than one person who's absolutely thriving out of the industry, and not in a way where they're taking liberties with people. They're doing, they're doing a real good job. They've got real nice businesses, and the guys working for them are doing well. Everyone's happy, and they're thriving.
1: Yeah, Sam, there's so much work out there. Honestly, there's there's a lot of work out there that we pass off every day. Um, so somebody has to do it. And there's a lot of construction around. So uh, when I hear guys say there's no work in the money's crap, to me it just tells me a lot about that person. Um there is work out there I believe me, you just gotta go and find it.
0: Absolutely, man. Jamie, where can we find you? Um, do some shameless plugs.
1: All right, so firstly my website, homebre.com, check it out. We're really trying to push instagram at the moment so if you could follow us there it's instagram.com forward slash home rewire and um, if you want to go to linkedin we do a lot of stuff there you'll find the content maybe a little bit different in each platform linkedin is probably a bit more personal and we're also on facebook and um, we would love to have more followers and help push the brand forward
0: yeah man i'll put the link in the show notes um and yeah we i'll i'll, I'll i'll push you out there as well with my 2000 followers so don't worry mate i'll change i'll change the, the landscape for you um listen man it's been a great interview uh, we've had a few technical issues but it's turned out brilliantly thank you very much you, you can will. find us at any pl- uh, podcast platform where you're listening to us so of course you can um and we're on youtube um so yeah thank you very much jamie it's been awesome